Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And welcome. It doesn't get any better than that. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That, that's one of the best intros for sure. <laughs> welcome into the Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition, guys. Woo! We are so glad to have you in today. And as usual, I am joined by the man of many names. He goes by Commissioner Cooper. Deshaun Watson may call him the head masseuse. And some people even call him Captain Feelgood. I wonder who those are. Hey. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and Deshaun Watson will call me Captain M- Mr. Nice Hands is what he'd be calling me. All right, listen, you, you really messed up the intro there because this is a perfect segue. Really what you got is the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Let's go, baby. It's Sunday. Let's get it popping. <laughs> All right, well, we could do a whole Step Brothers uh, episode later on. (laughs) But uh, Commissioner Coop, tell me, how you doing today, man? It's championship week. Mm, Feeling really excited for today. Uh, You know, a little disappointed in the team and, you know, some of the, the, well, I would say the NFC matchup. I'm a little just disappointed in it. And I just, you know, and no, no offense, of course, just not the teams I was expecting. But again, divisional matchup. We'll get into it in a minute, but um, it's still going to be a good game regardless, as both games were, um, excuse me, at least the second game was earlier this season. Again, we'll get into all that in a minute, uh, but excited and excited for the AFC championship. I uh, like to see my my little surprise pick the Bengals take it all the way. I have been riding them. I'm going to I'm going to pick them again, too. Well, again, let me shut up. We'll get into that in a minute. 
<laughs> all right, all right. I, I won't hold you to the shutting up part because I need you to talk more <laughs> later on. <laughs> but speaking of boats and hoes, we got our own Navy captain over there. The man, the myth, the legend, he is Kevin Wilson. I know he knows a lot about boats. I ain't going to say much about the other part, though. <laughs> How you doing, Kev? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm excited because it's you know Championship Sunday, as we said. And, uh, you know, uh, I got to agree with Coop over there. I'm not as excited to see my uh, two rivals going at it in the NFC West. And uh, my wife was asking me the other day, who do you think is going to win? And I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> He's like the Bengals. The Bengals are going to win, Bengals. obviously. <laughs> there it is. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game over there in, in L.A. today. And so, uh, you know, I'm super jazzed. Nice, nice. Well, guys, we got a lot of news to get into before we get to the championship week. We obviously had some new coaching changes around the league. Um, so Denver, Chicago, and New York, I believe, right? The Giants? Correct. Yeah, the Giants all changed their coaches. Which ones were you guys surprised at? Which one are you a little bit disappointed at? Do you guys have any views fantasy outlook-wise for some of the players going forward? I'll lead off with uh, with Kevin this time. Well, uh, you know, there might be uh, you know, a move within a move here with uh, what Denver's doing. We'll ha we'll have to see if there's any kind of traction there. If he gets uh, Aaron Rodgers to come over there with him, but uh, even if that doesn't happen, you got to be you know if you're an offensive skill player, which Denver has a lot of, them. and so you know you got to be pretty jazzed up over there if you're. Uh, you know, one of the wide receivers, running backs, because they've got players and they've got a tight end that's, you know, worthy over there. So if even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come, which you know, I don't think he probably will, but even if he doesn't, that you, you've you got to be pretty excited about uh, your, your Denver offense going forward. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, that's the one speculation going around right now is that this OC will lead to Rodgers coming over which would be awesome for that Denver offense. It also might, you know, kind of spell the end of the, the Packers as a dynasty, as whatever this dynasty was with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know Aaron Jones was locked in, but I also know that from talking with Bron or from uh, talking with Packer fans, they're not happy about Jordan Love. So because um, Justin, I've, I've I drafted him in my dynasty league. We're talking about dynasty. I've had him on my taxi squad for two years now. And that's where he's going to stay until he proves to me that, uh, you know, he can play. And obviously, Green Bay doesn't think he can play because if they thought that, then I think Aaron Rodgers would have been out last year. That's well, a fair point. And if we're getting, uh, if we're going to, if we're going to switch here to this point, um, going into this, you know, we weren't going to switch. Uh, okay. Well, I just let me, let me pick up off what you're saying anyway. Um, the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation, you know, I heard it brought up after the games were over and it was like hey like why isn't green bay you know you're in a cold weather state you have all this great you know have this great home field advantage in the playoffs why aren't you a running football team um so yeah maybe it is the end of a certain type of dynasty that green bay is used to but maybe ushering in a new era of you know hey running the football in late De december will win you football games you got two good 
um, running backs to do it with. So, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers may, might be expendable to them and who knows how, what they build around off it. So, but to get to the coaching, um, I'm going to say the same thing I said prior, who cares? Um, it's way too early, way too early. And like, you know, Kevin, to Kevin's point though, you know, talking about Denver, oh yeah, it's great, but it's going to be a lot cooler if, if, you know, Devonte Adams, um, MVS, Aaron Rodgers go to Denver with that already great defense. So yeah, of course, you know, the coaching changes, yeah, whatever, but let's see what happens to the teams in the off season. That's when we're going to get to the nitty gritty, but yeah, coaching changes. <laughs> well, coaching well, changes really usually good. are the reason for like the changes, right? So you're kind of like, you usually look at the coaches and go, oh, okay, well maybe he's going to change the offense. <laughs> but I guess no. <laughs> on to the next topic, right? <laughs> let's get let's get the players in place, and then we'll then we can start start discussing what kind of off their offense going to look like. Just in my that's in my view. I did want to touch on one thing real quick, and I wanted to touch on Brian Dable. I think that one thing that you do when you become a first time head coach, smartest thing to do is to make the right choice. I don't know if New York was the right choice. I mean, I know it's financially the right choice because guys, boy, is the general manager. But that organization is all kinds of effed up right now. I mean, they don't got no line. Their running back is, I think he's a free agent now as far as their fifth-year option goes. You know, they're going to be looking for a quarterback. It just seems like they're looking for everything that they need to be essential. And they have the only thing covered right now is maybe wide receiver. Well, look at so, the end of at the end of the day, it takes um, one you know one draft pick, one lucky it, you know. It's, there's a lot of luck in this, you know. Too, I mean, 100 right player, right system. Do they find the right guy? So, hey, if you got an opportunity to go to the NFL, you might be right. Situation's probably not ideal, but you still got star power. It's still New York, you know. And again, who knows what comes out of the draft. Um, and, you know, free agency, too. You know, New York is appealing because of its big market. So just never know, again, what he can build around him. Oh, that's that all true, Coop. But, uh, you know, being in New York hasn't worked for the Knicks for years <laughs> and years. So, you know, it, they you know, that one playoff run. They, they got two first-round draft picks in the, what is it, the top ten, top six, whatever it is. And so uh, – They've got to hit on those two draft picks, otherwise they're 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 headed straight to to Crashville again. So, yeah, that's kind of where they've been living for the past. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Eli Manning under the oil <laughs> airport for you know for decades now. So at least it seems like decades. But uh, what they won ten years ago, their Super Bowl. Yep, and so yep. so a decade. Yeah. The only thing they could say is they have Tom Brady's number. They have his number. For sure. <laughs> hey, that's not a not, that's not a bad number to have. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's serious. He loves that number. <laughs> anyways, let's go to a more positive note, guys. Let's talk about the championship games. Two different games, as Cooper said. One is a little more less interesting. One's a little more interesting. You know, one is you know two NFC West rivals going at it in a big collision. We've already seen twice, and then the other one is, you know, the future goat. Versus Mr. Swagger himself, Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I personally am looking forward to both games. Obviously, I have my interest in the 49er game. But I also, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan at this point. I think that guy is the bee's knees as far as confidence. Go into your first two playoff games and just freaking get sacked nine times. I don't care. I'm still going to go and lead the game-winning drive. 
whatever. Like, that's some confidence right there. And I know one guy that can respect that confidence, Patrick Mahomes. So, Kamish, tell me all the things you want to say about these games. Yeah, well, all right. We'll start with the AFC. Um, let's kick it around the AFC real quick, and then we'll go to the NFC. AFC, look, I mean, great matchup. These guys just played and had a great game already. So, you can already know with the play with the playoff atmosphere. I mean, fantasy-wise, let's not forget, like, I'm kicking myself. I didn't bring my stats outside with me. But Jamar Chase basically had the game of a century with like 200-something yards, three TDs, went crazy in this ballgame. Um, you know, again, the difference to me in this particular ballgame, and by the way, I did check the weather, nothing, no big deal today. It's like, you know, it's a, just a great day in KC. So it's weather's going to be no factor. This is going to be a great football game with a lot of offense. The difference to me, defense. Bengals just have a better defense, period. That's the bottom line of this. So I just looking at it and fantasy perspective wise, um, you know, if you're looking at DFS, the Chiefs were, I believe, again, kicking myself 31st against fantasy QBs this year. And Joe Burrow already had a great game against them. I like the Bengals to again upset. They're going to the Super Bowl, guys. Believe it. Cincinnati's going this year. It is their time. I like Cincinnati. Kev, go to you with the AFC. What do you think? I already know you like. <laughs> the only, you know, the thing that really, uh, you know, makes me nervous is this game's in Kansas City, which there's not a better home field advantage. I'd like to think that the, you know, up there in Seattle, you know, they've got a great home field advantage, but even it doesn't compare to Kansas City's. And uh, there are certain things that uh, Cincinnati is going to have to straighten out. Uh, Joe Burrow can't land on his butt nine times in this game. Yep. If that's even if you half that, that's still four or five sacks. That's way too many. They can't be having that. And they can't be thinking that Patrick Mahomes is going to turn the ball over three times. He's not going to do that. And so, uh, you know, you talk about defense, which, you know, Buffalo, what they had the first or second ranked defense, and Kansas City just pushed them completely out of the way. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I would like to say that, uh, you know, I'm all in on Cincinnati, which, as you can see, there it is right there. But I'm, 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 I'm a little nervous. I think that the seven points, I was a little you know, surprised when I saw that it was only seven. And so uh, I, I, I want to say the Bengals are going to win. I'm hoping they're going to win. But Kansas City at home, I think it's just too much for a young team to overcome. Yeah. And, you know, here's one thing, the narrative we don't remember about that game, that first game. Kansas City had a 31 to 14 lead going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of took the foot off the gas and the Bengals said, all right, you think we're nothing? We're going to come back. So that's going to be an interesting one adjustment-wise for Kansas City. Don't take your foot off the gas. No. You know, keep on coming at these guys because if you let them back in, they will come back and beat you in overtime like they did before. I think the bottom think- line – yeah, my bad. You, you would think that, uh, you know, after watching, uh, you know, Batman for so many years, you know – they always leave Batman and Robin in a position where they can escape. And you think, well, just shoot them in the head and be done with it. And so <laughs> that's what Kansas City has to do. If you know, if they get a lead, which I, I don't know if they'll get a lead, but if they do, they need to just keep on slamming until the final buzzer goes off. Holy close to that argument, Kevin. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line is to close up that one and just simply say, I think the bottom line is this is going to be an offensive game and whoever has the ball last is going to win it. Bottom line, that's what I think is going to be the outcome of this one. Kind of All like right. the other AFC game. 
But let's They're make right. a transition right now to the NFC game. Yeah. This is the game that I want to talk about. <laughs> last about it. So I'm going to swing it no, to you, you don't guys. You talk about that, Justin. You know you don't. Let, let's, go, let's go down the line. Let's start with Kev. And tell me, Kev, how does it feel to see both the NFC West in the playoff? And you're not there. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> well you know, Dang. it, 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 it kind of makes me feel, you know, one – because you know you've got such great teams in one division, yeah. maybe that means Seattle. You know they're not that far away because you know. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things: customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. They, you know, they battled the, the oh, three teams made the playoffs. Two made the NFC championship game. So next year, if they can take them down, they're right back in it. But uh, as far as this game is concerned, you have to wonder, you know, on the Rams side of things, because the 49ers have beaten them six straight times. Yep. That is simply unbelievable to me. I don't think there's another team that's beaten a team six straight times. Maybe we could look that up or whatever, but I know. know, And I was was seeing all week about, you know, Sean McVay and they in his head, whatever. How could you not be if you've lost six straight games to this team? And uh, and it's always interesting about how matchups go and everything else, because, you know, when, when, when the 49ers, I hate to bring this up, play the Seahawks, the Seahawks have their number. And so, you know, it's just a, a question of matchups. And in this game, I think Debo Samuel is the guy that's going to turn the tide in this game. And, you know, and you like to think that the Rams have a home field advantage, but maybe not because I was also seeing that, yeah, all the 49er fans are going to flock in there. And so uh, I, I, I'm thinking that, that the 49ers – are going to, you know, it's hard to beat a team, you know, you hate, you know, say a, a team beats a team three t- straight times, but they've done it six straight. So that's out the window. So I think 49ers are going to take it. Yeah, I, if I recall the last time that happened during a season when it was swept. Now, this is a while ago. I don't have the stats in front of me. I know the Titans did a long time ago, the Jaguars. That was a while back ago, but, you know, this probably happened prior, prior to that. But to your point, um, the 49ers, in fact, they lead the overall series and again, kicking my stuff and not my stats um, overall against the Rams and the first game this season, um, you know, hey, bottom line was 49ers took it straight to the Rams. Rams were just a different team early on the season. They are mm-hmm. definitely feeling themselves later. However, 49ers won that game as you brought up late game. Um, good game went back and forth. I think it was 27-24 if I remember correctly. So a good you know, game. They enough in Rams to start the game and they still right. come back and beat them. And the so. nine, right, exactly. So just my in my humble opinion, Kevin, I know we got a couple minutes left. I want to give you your floor here. My humble opinion though, I think the Rams are just built better overall just a better overall team however no hotter team than Niners right now and that's all that matters but I am going to take the Rams uh no (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, I didn't get moved. So, you know, that's the celebration right there. So. All right, guys, I want to wrap it up real quick. I want to make mine quick. Everybody wants to push the narrative that the Rams have the superior team, right? So the only thing that I see the superior right. on that end is the names and the quarterback. I will admit Matthew Stafford is by far the better quarterback. Well, and that's then been, that's been true you, for you look at Odell days. Beckham. Odell Beckham has a name, but what what is he better at than Brandon Ayuk? Cooper Cup. He's good. He's good, but Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel one and two this year in wide receiver. Literally one and two wide receiver this year. You know the tight ends are better. I think on the 49ers because he can do more. This is going to come down to who can enforce the will. Against Green Bay, that was an awful drop. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Early in that game, he dropped the pass that was right. But then he he can't have that. He can't. But he also made a catch on the game when he drives. So that's true. He made up for it. But bottom line, guys, it's going to be who can enforce their will. And if we can do that, then if the 49ers can do that, then they'll win. If the Rams can keep their foot on the throat of the 49ers and keep it there sturdy, they'll win. So it, it's really, you know, who's going who's gonna to control the game flow? And that's all I can really say about it. I'm going to put down my 49ers in the win because it's going to be nice and sunny. And freaking Debo Samuel has always been on a mission against the Rams. And even, even if it means that we don't even win the Super Bowl, I'll be happy that we won the Super Bowl. One one last championship game. <laughs> one last thing before we close out. No, we gotta go. We gotta go. But listen, look, talk about Debo Samuel. Listen, man, that that man has slowly become my favorite football player. Just amazing. Oh, last yeah. game they played. Don't forget, he threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, then like caught for eighty something yards. Yep. Debo Samuel definitely the man. All right, my bad. I had to get that in there. Yeah, no, he is. He's absolutely the man. For sure. And speaking of being a man, we all know this problem. <laughs> and guys, when we get back from a commercial break from our guys at Manscaped, we will be bringing you the Fantasy Feud. But first, we will have an ad. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. Roses. All right. Let me me put you in. Roses are indeed red. Violets are indeed blue. And when Commissioner Cooper puts on that gold jacket, 
he is indeed ready to introduce himself as the game show host of the Fantasy News. <laughs> great job. Hey, great job. I don't know how. Oh man, I don't I know do how long that right now. <laughs> I'm not sure how Justin how long Justin worked on that intro, but man, that sure did hit. All right, let's get things started. I kind of messed that intro up because it's actually championship round edition, conference championship. You guys, all these questions today are going to be based off the conference championship weekend. I found some real good stats, and I can't wait to see. What the hell you guys know, if anything at all. All right, let's go to round one. Here we go. Most points scored by a team in a conference championship. 56. I'm say Buffalo Bills. Oh, are you but, talking about by the team? Or yes, by the team. Points? That was correct. Oh. My, my, my fault not explaining that, but we did get an answer. The Buffalo Bills... Number one on the list, 1991, <clears throat> excuse me, 51 points. All right, you control it, Kevin. All right, so I'm going to stay next, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, so <laughs> that bites in when it comes in there like that. You know that. Um, all right, so uh, second answer, I'm going to say uh, Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas America's Not Team Cowboys. Yeah, not... <laughs> oh, wow. Did Jackson so... take that with him in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so one strike and I'm, I'm done. So, okay, yeah. so I'm going to say uh, Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. Raiders. We got three in a row. Wow. So yeah, now gotta... number one doesn't get the rest. Justin, Point you got humiliation right there. You got two, three, four, and five at your disposal. What is your guess, sir? Well, I'm going to go with my team. I'm going to be a homer here and say the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers. Okay. All right. Here, here is our list. Number two, the Carolina Panthers in 2016 really? scored 49 points. You got the Patriots in 2015 scored 45 points. Not to be outdone, the real America's team, the Miami Dolphins in 1985, <laughs> <clears throat> scored 45 points as well. And the Atlanta Falcons in 2017 scored 44 points. All right, not so good on round one. <laughs> but guess what, Kevin? You get it overall. You got the first round. Let's go to round two. Here's the question. Seven teams have been shut out in a conference championship. Name them. The Rams. The Rams. Wait, where's the button? There it is. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> My bad on that. Good one. Rams actually on this list twice. In 79, they lost 28 nothing to Dallas. In 86, 24 to nothing to the Bears. 
All right, you got control. Oof. Take it away. That's a bad look. All for right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, teams have been shut out. Let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna say the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. Shut out by America's team in 1972, the Miami Dolphins 21 nothing. You got one, two, three, four, five more to go. Okay. Let's go with Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. All right. All right. One strike. You got the Rams and the Colts. Five remaining. All right. Let's go with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost nine nothing, and that was in I, I think in two thousand to the Rams. My writing's bad. I don't think it's what it was. <laughs> All right. So let's see who else got shut out. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with. No, not the Lions. Uh, Let's go with the. Uh, um, got to make one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly of my thoughts. Yeah, they got to make it there. So yeah. So. Let's go with the uh, San Diego Chargers. A uh, San Diego Chargers, and by the way, we just killed all of any of our uh, viewership in uh, in Detroit. All right, no Chargers on the list, my no friend. Chargers but on there. Okay. You have so, Rams, you got Bucks, you got Colts, and you got four left on the list. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Four remaining on the list, Justin, my friend. You got the guest to steal it. What do you got? Can you uh, refresh my memory on the actual answers that he got? Yes, sorry, my bad. He got the oh, Colts, yeah. the Bucks, and the Rams. I'm gonna go with Brian Dable's new team, the Giants. The New York Giants. <laughs> so on, on our list, we have the Vikings. That was an 0-1. They lost 41-0 to the Giants. Redskins in 87, they lost 17 to nothing. Bears 85, 23 to nothing to the Niners. Jets in 83, 14 to nothing to the America's team, Miami Dolphins. All right, Kevin, you are up by two. Wow, we going into round three. Put the dagger in. <laughs> this could be the closer, the clincher right here. Let's see if he can make it up. Most rushing yards by a receiver in a conference championship. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Oh, I I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go ahead and go with uh, um, wide receiver. Okay. uh, I'm going to go with the Hall of Famer, Steve Larger. Steve Largen, boy, they're going homer today. 
<laughs> All right, Kev, back to you. Let's see if somebody can take control of the round first. Okay, so... Uh... Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Wide receiver. Let's go. The guy's playing today, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Damn, he got he got you on your own guy. Number two on the list. He was he's actually only been in one conference game. <laughs> in twenty twenty, he was he's number two with forty three yards in twenty twenty. All right, you got control, Kev. All right, so. Uh, let's go with um, Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. <laughs> All right. All right. So, All right. Got two strikes remaining. Just Debo Samuel on the list so far. Okay. So let's say Fran, uh, Randy Bob. Keep the beat running like Randy. <laughs> he ran into a wall. So that's uh, about it. Uh, okay. So two strikes, so, just Debo Samuel on the list. <laughs> all right. So let's say um, John Stallworth. <laughs> Stallworth. All right, Kev, it is your opportunity to take it away, my friend. Let's see if you can get this. I'd be really impressed if you nail any of these guesses, that's for sure. N name's Justin, Justin, by the way. Oh, well, my bad. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, got all these I have all these names in front of me. I'm my bad, bro. Um, shoot. I'm thinking maybe somebody with the Chiefs. Because they've been to a couple games. And by your smirk, I'm going to agree that there was somebody from the Chiefs. <laughs> um, it's not Kelsey. It might be Hill. Yeah, I'm going to throw a shot in the dark. Why don't we go with Hardman? <laughs> You, I know you do this answer. I know you do this. Michael Hartman, he's actually number one all time, 50 yards in 2021. On number three on the list, Deion Branch, 37 yards in 2005. Tim Dwight from Atlanta, 28 yards in 99. Ricky Sanders, 28 yards in 1988. Wow. So a. All I need is a miracle. Just happened, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> pulling it out of the bootay is how we like to call it. All right, so just or excuse me, yeah, Justin, you are two. It's two one now. That's we got the score right. All right, here we go. Round four. Most receiving yards by a running back. We're gonna switch it up in a conference championship. Ooh. Raheem Mostert. 
Raheem Mostert. Good guess. He had the most rushing yards in a game. Tied, actually. Oh. Okay, so let's go with uh, Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. I got one. Yes, Brian sir. Westbrook. Brian Westbrook. will be a long one. Oh, no. <laughs> he won the three. <laughs> um, go to, Kev, you're up. Okay, so <laughs> let's go with um, Walter Payton. Walter Sweetness. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, James White. James White. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anyone just guesses one in this round, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, the boat is pretty much smashed against the rocks on this one right here. So. Yeah, uh, Poop, you better call it after somebody calls one because we ain't getting five. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it to you. I'm giving it to the round to whoever gets it. Okay, so let's go with. Uh, <laughs> Eric Dickerson. Eric Ooh. Dickerson. Uh, Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. <laughs> it's going to be kickoff before we. <laughs> <laughs> You might hey, have dug deep for this. So listen, I'm going to give you, how about I'll give you the years. Number one was in 2007. Number two was in 1976. Number three was in 88. Number four was in 97. And number five was in 85. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, Rocky Blyer. Rocky Blyer really going deep. You, you said 07, right? Yes, sir. I'm thinking Saints, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, somebody's Googling. <laughs> when you said 07, I was just like thinking, I was like, who the fuck is in 07? Ironically, <laughs> I, it's so strange how Justin nailed the number ones after not being able to get none of them. Nailed the number ones on both. Reggie Bush is number one, 132 yards, 07. Number two, Preston Pearson, 123 yards and 76. Number three, yeah. we know this name, Ernest Biner, 120 yards. I was an 88. Number four was Dorsey Levins, 117 yards, uh, 97. And number five from America's team, the Miami Dolphins, Tony Nathan, 114 yards in 1985. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that Tony Nathan was right on the tip of your tongue when you started researching. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. I mean, I already knew the I actually already knew the answers, Kev. I mean, come on. That's yeah, why I'm the game. Okay. That's why I'm basically yeah. the game master. Yeah. All right. You're right. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking down as you're saying, like, what? Wait, what was it again? I can't even remember what I wrote down. So, yeah, for sure. All right. So, we're going into round five. It's all tied up magically. This one, both of you should know. So, get ready. I'm going to, I don't have a judge here. See who gets this one fast enough. Here we go. This is a one, one answer. Here we go. 
Which team has the most appearances in the conference championship? Patriots. South Cowboys. All right. So I heard Patriots first. Dallas Cowboys second. Oh, Justin, back to you. 49ers. Congratulations, they're actually tied with the Steelers currently, but today actually makes them break the record. So if you get the AFLAC trivia question today, now you know it's the San Francisco 49ers. That's why you watch the Fantasy Feud for little tidbits while you watch that. Right. <laughs> oh, man, that was that was fun. That was fun. Back-to-back -back champ, by the way. Back-to-back -back yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job. Good job. I'm a little yeah. suspect, though. I'm a little suspect in today's win, but it's okay. Yeah. We'll give it to you. Thanks, Google. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, scary. <laughs> Justin turned Siri on right when I asked the question. So, All right, guys. Well, that was a extremely fun fantasy feud game. Thank you to Captain Feel Good and his amazing orange gold jacket whatever he wants to call it <laughs> but we will be right back that was uh -huh. my spirit everybody it was legit turned on <laughs> uh -huh. but we will be right back after a word from our sponsor and we will be having our dynasty top 10 wide receivers hey gang it's commissioner cooper from tss fantasy we are the fantasy show of the people. That means we give the people what they want. Expert fantasy advice, leading medical and legal analysis, free contests, and innovative games to keep you entertained. Watch us live with the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up Sports channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on all social media platforms. Visit tssfantasy.com today for all the latest updates from the fantasy show of the people. We put the fun in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> mayo over sour cream. Yeah. Right. That's because you have high cholesterol. Okay. If you drafted Julio Jones, you got ghosted. <laughs> this is amazing. TSS fantasy. It's like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. I'm going to be This is the show of shows. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Yeah. I'll talk about it. That's our highest paying sponsor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, throw, he throws us 50 bucks in Bitcoin every single time we play that. <laughs> we're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this might not be the most seamless transition, but it's time to get to the dynasty portion of this show. And it is time to give our... Guess what they've been wanting for. What they've been wanting for. <laughs> what they've been wanting. How they've been wanting. And that's the top 10 dynasty wide receivers. And we're going to kick it off with the commish, of course, because he loves to lead things off. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Commish, it's all you, man. We're going to get right. out of your way. 
All right, I'm gonna preface my list by saying um, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna change as we go up because the more I did a little more research I was doing as we did this, I was like, yeah, I mean, not big changes, but let's start with number one because this is not gonna change. Number one, finish number three all uh, overall this year. Joe, uh, excuse me, Jamar Chase. I talked about it before the season even started that this guy was gonna be a top ten, no doubt receiver. The guy, the the uh, excuse me, the franchise quarterback went to the organization and asked them to draft the guy. So what do you think is going to happen here? Just magic already. You're seeing it happen. The guys are in the AFC championship because of this connection. So I love Jamar Chase going forward. Young kid. Um, great freaking dynasty receiver. Justin Jefferson. Again, let's not forget last year. He finished number four overall. Um, you know, this year, um, excuse me, number four overall this year and number two last year as a rookie. Um, so again, regime new regime coming in probably which so you know again some questions on what that offense might look like but why not build around a young dynamic playmaker like justin jefferson so i definitely love him also going forward tyree kill number seven overall this season number two last year um it's casey it's andy reed it's pat mahomes he's fast he's durable i like tyree kill he's you know he's not not too up there in age yet so he's definitely a guy to look out for A.J. Brown, I probably have him higher than most people would expect, um, you know, because of the season he had this year. But let's not forget, you know, this was an injury plagued season this year. In 2020, he was number nine overall. Um, he's 24 years old, big frame, got Derrick Henry in the backfield, you know, question marks on quarterback. But he's that big guy that doesn't really matter who's quarterback. Just throw it up to him in the end zone. Let him make play things happen. So I like A.J. Brown. C.D. Lamb, I also have a little higher which I might bring him down a little bit, but he had a great start this season. Um, overall looked great. Um, you know, Gallup really hurt him when he started at coming into the offense. So, you know, that's what hurt uh, CD's production a little bit. Uh, I see Amari Cooper's kind of gets his ups and downs too. CD Lamb seems to be a constant. So I like him going forward. You like the, uh, you know, with Dak Prescott a lot, a lot as well. So I like that. Cooper Cup. Now here's what I was going to make my adjustment. I'm going to bump him up probably up to, three somewhere in there because i was really in my head i was thinking man cooper cup's got that injury like thing and then i was center looked at his injuries and it wasn't actually too bad he did have a torn acl um you know he's, he's only been in the league four years but he did tear his acl but other than that he's played for the majority of his games um so let me dispel the injuries um this year too i mean number one overall we all know what cooper cup did, did this season um so again i'm gonna bump him up a little higher um that was my bad the more research i did i should tighten that up Devontae adams um you know this year um you know again number four overall number one last season best receiver probably nfl other than cooper cup 29 years old um, the only reason I don't have any him any higher is because we don't know where he's going to land or if he'll have Aaron Rodgers next season. So I'm just not sure what to do with him. Uh, but again, probably, um, if not one, the best uh, receiver in the league. Um, Debo Samuel. Number two overall, I just mentioned um, him earlier, slowly becoming my most favorite football player. I mean, just a great just player overall gives me that 
throwback feel. The guys used to play offense and defense um, on both sides of the football. The guy throws the ball. Like I mentioned last game um, that they played against the uh, Rams. He threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, and also caught for 90 or 80-something yards again. Sorry, no, I'm a stats on me. Um, but uh, a great game overall and just an overall great football player. So, again, moving up in my ranks for sure. Jalen Waddle. So he finished this year 21 overall. I would probably have Jalen higher, uh, to be honest with you, but I just don't know what's going to go on with this Tua situation or just the situation in Miami in general. I love Jalen Waddle. He fits the NFL prototypical receiver, the way they're built right now, fast, elusive, runs great routes. Um, I like Jalen Waddle going forward. He's a great, again, going to football players, good guy in general. Jalen Waddle, someone to watch moving up my ranks. Obviously, I'm a Dolphin homer, so what are you going to say about that? Stefan Diggs. All right. Again, we're going to go to consistency. Always with guys, you just got to look for consistency overall if they're going to be in your top 10. Stefan Diggs, number eight overall. Um, this season, guess what he was last year? Number eight overall. Doesn't get any more consistent than that. Um, Josh Allen. Again, he's 28 years old. He's not like he's growing, getting up there too fast anyway. But you know, I got a young guy in Josh Allen who's, you know, again, up-and-coming guy. Um, uh, you know, you, you don't have a big threat at number two. You got a couple guys that stepped up. No set real number two yet. Maybe, you know, maybe into next season we'll see. Um, you know, some of those answers uh, might have came in the playoffs. But um, still, right now, Stephon Diggs, the man. Um, so I, he makes my top 10. So there it is. I will wrap it up there, my friends. That is my top 10 dynasty receivers. Very nice. I like well done. Thank you. All right, Kev, we're going to roll to you now for your version of the top 10. It's a little bit different, but kind of the same names. The floor is yours. All right. So uh, I got number one. I got Justin Jefferson of uh, Minnesota, of course. Uh, He's 22 years old. He's played in every game he's been, you know, in two years. 292 targets, 196 catches. Can't ask much more than that. 154 yards per per catch. So that's all awesome. Uh, 10 TDs this year. He's targeted 10 or more times in 10 games this year, in which five of them were straight. So uh, you know, he, he he's. He's young. He's 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 good. So he's a number one on my list. Chase number two. What can you say about him after this past season? Eighty-one catches and eighteen yards per carry or yards per catch average. You gotta love that. Thirteen TDs. You gotta love that. He was targeted ten or more times in six games, and he's got a, a outstanding one of the best quarterbacks. They'll be around for a long time. So he's number two. At uh, number three, I got Cooper Cup, the, uh, one of the old men on the list. Uh, he's 28 years old, but you just cannot deny the season that he's had this year. You know, he, he won a triple crown, but uh, it's not like he was a, a, you know, a slub before that. He had 94, 92 catches the previous two years. He's got a quarterback that's going to be around for, you know, we look at Dynasty three years down the road. Both of those guys are going to be pretty much attached at the hip. So, uh I, it's impossible that he's going to uh, match what he did this year, but just even a slight regression puts him at number three on my list. Number four, I got Samuel. Or Samuel, I've been saying it wrong. But, uh, you know, the thing that really gets me about him, 18.2 yards per catch and eight TDs rushing. So he sets himself as, you know, 
Coop mentioned it. He's one of the exciting players in the NFL. He had 14 touchdowns total, and so uh, I love him. And uh, all he has to do is just uh, be healthy. But, uh, you know, he played in 15 and 16 games his first couple years, so that's not really that big a deal. I uh, got Tyreek Hill. Of course, you know, he's got the quarterback back there. We all know that. Uh, the only thing about him is 11.2 yards per catch. He doesn't stretch the field like some of these other guys, but he did have nine TDs, double-digit targets, and 11 games this year. Then I got my home boy, DK Metcalf. You know, seems like he's been around for a while, but he's only 24 years old. And uh, even though uh, Russell Wilson was hurt and everything else, and but he still had 12 touchdown catches. He was targeted 20 times in, in the last two games, two or more touchdowns in three games this year. Should have, you know, Wilson this whole season coming up. And, of course, that, that'll go off the cliff if Wilson happens to go somewhere else, but I don't see it happening. Then I got CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he's only 22. 79 catches, 13.9 yards per, per catch, 231 targets in two years. He could be the wide receiver one in Dallas next year. Mari Cooper might be gone. Michael Gallup's on the IR. Who knows when he comes back? So got to be excited about him. And the real old man, we're talking about Adams, of course. And uh, this guy keeps on rolling. Uh, 11 TDs this year, 10 or more targets, 10, nine times. You know, you know, as Coop mentioned, his destination quarterback will all have an effect on that. But right now, he's number eight on my list. Then I got Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's 28, but he's has 330 targets the last two years. So the quarterback certainly knows how to throw to him. Let's see. Uh, one season away from 127 catches. That's of course awesome. I see that continuing and round out my top 10 is T Higgins of Cincinnati. So uh, the Bengals have two on the top 10 list and uh, Chase is going to have to, you know, take a lot of double teams. That's going to help Higgins. So uh, those are uh, two guys that I really look at as being, they're coming and they're both young and they're both going to be helping each other. So Higgins is number 10 on my list. So my biggest takeaway from your list is that, A, you have homeboys, and number two, um, if T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are in the top 10 next year, then, ladies and gentlemen, you better get Joe Burrow as your top QB next year. No, no question about that. That is an excellent point right there, because if they're going to be getting fed that way, then you're for sure he's going to be throwing 500, 600 passes for sure. All right, guys, I'm going to round it off with mine, and we're going to go down the Justin Alley on this one. So I got Justin Jefferson first, and that's because I'm a consistency player. I love guys that will consistently put up 20 points a game or 15 or more points, and that's what he did in 12 of those games. 12 out of his 17 games, he put up at least 15 points. He's always money. It doesn't matter who they bring in. They're going to use him. Adam Thielen is kind of wasting away with his age. This is just somebody you got to start your team with. I mean, this is going to be his third year in the league. He is, I think, better than Jamar Chase. He's not nearly as explosive, but as an overall receiver, he's better than Jamar Chase. 
So he's my number one. My number two is interesting. It's going to be C.D. Lamb, and that's with the news that Cooper or Mari Cooper might be exiting the Cowboys, which opens up a lot more for C.D. Lamb in this coming season. He's a very explosive player. A lot of people are hammering down on he didn't come. He didn't give back on his you know contributions for where he was drafted. Who cares? He was in a lineup full of people. If you get rid of the the one B or the one A, however you want to. Uh, put it out there in the receiving core. Obviously, the guy who stays is going to consume more receptions. And he's also the only guy who really moves around the offense freely. He lined up in the slot 32% of the time. He lined up in the perimeter. He lined up wherever they needed him to be. And when you get him the ball in space, he is an absolute beast. So, CD Lamb, I might take some flack for it, but he's my number two. Devontae Adams, this obviously because he's just a monster. There's nobody who can guard him. He's wherever he lands, most likely will be wherever Aaron Rodgers lands. But if he lands somewhere else, it's going to be with a good quarterback. You know he's not going to stick around with a bad quarterback, especially if he has the option to go somewhere. So wherever he lands, you know for sure he's going to have somebody to get him the ball. So he's still my number three. Cooper Cup's my number four. I love the combination with him and Stafford. Um, They really opened up this offense. Uh, He really got to showing his footwork. Uh, That's the most essential part of his game is he is absolutely a wizard with his footwork. He is so good. And now he's using his bigger body to start out muscling guys and getting contested catches. He's a home run hit in the red zone. If he stays healthy, he is for sure your top five uh, in your top five in dynasty receivers. Jamar Chase. So this is where I end with the Jamar Chase thing. I think Jamar Chase is a superior talent, but I wanted to tell a couple things. He had eight games under 10 points. He had that one game where he had 44 points and kind of surged him up the ladder. But this guy, at his lowest, gave you 0.3 points. If he is not on, then you are going to regret it. But when he is on... He has those Tyler Lockett, amazing Tyreek Hill type games. So he is extremely boom or bust, but obviously the boom is nuclear and the bust is kind of like a, a pop rock. You know, it's like a <laughs> it's like a popcorn fart pop. But um, so he's my number five. I got number six, Stefan Diggs, because like Justin Jefferson, you can't buy consistency. This guy will give you, you know, 10 points, 15 points on the regular, and then he'll throw in a couple 20 and 30 pointers there that will make it extra juicy on those weeks. Tyreek Hill, like I was saying with Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill was actually career highs this year in targets and receptions. He had 159 targets and 111 receptions. Where he really dropped off, because he still had 1,200 yards, where he really dropped off was he lost six touchdowns this year, which is more of just an indication that he's a very consistent player that can have jumps. So you always want to ha- take that consistency whenever you can. And if you can get somebody who can get you 100 catches and 1,200 yards, go out and grab him. Julio Jones was a top five, you know, borderline top one all the time receiver because he was consistent. Um, my next guy, Debo Samuel, he's my homeboy. I love the guy. He is this offense. Whatever this offense does, Debo Samuel will touch the ball, whether it's running, receiving, he's going to get the ball. He is one of the, the best players like in the league, period. And, you know, you just can't buy the amount of touches he's going to get every game, whether it's through the air or on the ground. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I wanted to throw in the Jalen Waddle lined up 43.8% out of the slot. He is a yak monster. He is one of those guys that 
you know, he's deadly in the slot, and he's not like a Christian Kirk in the slot. He's a number one receiver in the slot. So when he gets 12 targets, you know in PPR you're getting at least 10 receptions and whatever yardage and touchdowns just add on to that. Because if you're getting 10 points right out of the gate with this guy, you're like, oh, shoot, yeah, throw on a touchdown. Seven more points? Oh, man, he got 60 yards? Oh, my God, now I got 23 points. That's the kind of versatility that Jalen Waddle brings to your lineup. And finally, I'm going to end it with Michael Pittman Jr. This is a guy that I marked out about last year, and I said he was going to have a big year. Not only did he have a big year, he doubled his targets and receptions and yardage from his rookie season, and he added five more touchdowns. This is a guy who's going to be the focal point of this offense along with Jonathan Taylor, and he's somebody that you guys should be putting on your radar as a mid-round guy who's going to be possibly a top 10 guy by the end of next year. Now I'm going to bring the boys back in. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, just real quick, um, good shout-out. Shout-out to you both. Uh, two guys that I have uh, outside my top 10 that may end up before the end of the season, Michael Pittman Jr., good shout-out there, and kept you, uh, DK Metcalf, two, uh, two guys right outside my top 10. And uh, the one guy that I have outside my top 10 is uh, Waddle that you guys both had in there. So he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Um, you know, depending on how uh, things go down there in Miami. But uh, I like what I've seen out of him. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys. Well, it's kind of getting to that time. And I want to give you guys the proper shout-out. So, Kamish Coop, TSS Fantasy, where can we find you? What days are you going? What are you bringing to the table this week? TSSFantasy.com. Check us out. Right now we're doing the – right now we have our current episodes, our um, conference championship edition. So check us out. Live shows new on Friday. And I don't know. Check the times because they're all crazy during the week. But I forgot I had this real quick. That's the kind of stuff we bring on TSS Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> all right kev do you have one for me too yeah i'm gonna have to tune in just to find out you know who who you're designating you know is the dumbass of the week so, <laughs> so um um you know, uh you can always find me on the uh fantasy side of belly up you know the, the website uh got an article comes out every week and uh you know, February is coming up hard and fast. And if they finally do step on a baseball field at some point, and uh, we're we're going to be launching our uh, fantasy uh, live belly up show, which tentatively is uh, going to come after the Sunday after the Super Bowl. So hopefully we'll have good news to report that there is actually baseball going on at that point. So we'll see how things are going on there. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just go to the fantasy site and check – you know, because Justin, you had an article that just came out over there. It's an excellent article, so people need to check that out. So, you know, get over there and check us out. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. And, yeah, Kevin is one of the best. He's one of the Swiss Army Knives here at Belly Up. He writes about everything, baseball, basketball, football. There is nothing this man won't put out there with some good content. And, guys, we want to thank you for coming in. If you want to check me out some more, you can look at Twitter. I'm under SemtexMex93. 
Yeah, I know it's a complicated name. What about it? <laughs> but you can also catch me. I'm going to be starting a new pod. It's going to be the Dynasty Brews podcast, and we're going to have a guest every single week. So, guys, check it out and keep checking I wanna, out. I want to be your first guest. I want to be your yeah. first guest. Like, come on. Yeah, what's up? What are you talking about? Me you started somewhere not a guest? What's going on? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it off script, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a great week and a great Sunday football. You too, Indeed. sir. Yes, sir. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.